It's Wednesday, December 29th, 2021, and this is Markets Daily from Coindesk. I'm Adam Bilivian here again with your holiday special. We'll be resuming full shows on Monday, January 3rd, 2022, but today we've got another feature for you. And just a reminder that Coindesk is a news source and does not provide investment advice. Today's featured story is an opinion piece from Marcelo Prats, who is a Coindesk columnist, a central bank lawyer, and researcher. Today's piece is entitled Inside the DeFi Vending Machine. Imagine the public astonishment when in the early 1920s, vending machines started dispensing soda into cups. Instead of going to the counter of a soda shop and ordering their favorite drink, thirsty customers could now use coins, push some buttons, and voila, out came the beverage. As Nick Zabo quipped almost 25 years ago, these revolutionary automated machines can be seen as the ancestors of the applications and smart contracts now running on the Ethereum blockchain and enabling the rise of decentralized finance, or DeFi. In this sense, DeFi is like a full-line vending space where several automated machines, now digital, can be used to dispense not soda, but financial products and, but financial services and products. The automated machine interface, that's the display used to make choices and payments, appears in DeFi land as applications that can be used from your phone or your computer. Behind the scenes, smart contracts take the place of motors and mechanized arms, providing the protocols that make the applications work properly. To operate the DeFi automated machine, you have to use stablecoins and cryptocurrencies as tokens, not dollar bills or coins, because traditional money only circulates off-chain, which is to say, out of the blockchain. So let's say you want to buy a $5,000 non-fungible token that you believe will increase in value, but you don't have enough money now to make the purchase. You need to wait three more weeks when you'll receive your salary. A three-week loan of a couple thousand dollars isn't something many banks would be willing to do because the transaction cost would be too high. You could get a cash advance from your credit card, but again, high cost could be the limitation, since you'd be subject to a 25% APR. You could go instead to one of the vending machines in DeFi land, and use some of your stablecoins and NFTs you already have as collateral to choose a crypto loan that best fits your needs. The amount borrowed would then be immediately dispensed to your digital wallet, and in three weeks, automatically pulled out of the same digital wallet, plus interest, all set up by the digital vending machine of your choosing. DeFi thus offers tailored solutions for financial needs through applications and smart contracts that are readily available 24 hours a day, 7 days a week for anyone who holds stablecoins or crypto that can make them work. And more than that, as these smart contracts are built on top of the Ethereum blockchain as open and decentralized protocols, they can be reorganized, repackaged, and rebuilt as a new smart contract. It would be similar to having free access to any vending machine placed in a large retail store. A person could come and add cereal and chocolate bars to some of the open slots of a soda vending machine. Another could make changes to the vending machine to take credit cards besides dollar bills and coins. All the people who invested in improving the original soda vending machine would receive some compensation, as the added features lead to more sales. And to avoid someone taking advantage of the unlocked vending machine to steal all its products or the sale proceeds, the open vending machines would need to be placed in public areas, with their inner parts protected by tamper-proof seals and tags. You could make changes to add features and improve functionalities, but not to damage the machine or hamper their regular workings. In the DeFi environment, the open and decentralized infrastructure provided by the Ethereum blockchain, combined with its cryptographic protection, makes it harder for bad actors to corrupt or hack these smart contracts that power the applications. The open source governance allows all network participants to easily verify whether a smart contract is correctly functioning and executing its automated operations and agreements. Transparency, cryptography, and broad collaboration are, thus, used to improve security and resilience. 
With LinkedIn Jobs, we tap into a network of more than a billion professionals to help you find quality professionals quickly and easily for any role you need. Marketing wizards? Found them. Software engineers? Found. That project manager I could never seem to hire? And found. LinkedIn Jobs quickly matches your roles with candidates with the right skills and experience. In fact, 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours. Post your first job for free and get started at linkedin.com slash acquire. That's linkedin.com slash acquire. Terms and conditions apply. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. In light of its features, DeFi creates a borderless financial system from the ground up. At the infrastructure level, old rails controlled by a singular institution are substituted by a decentralized ledger running on hundreds of thousands of computers. At the institutional level, banks, financial institutions, and even fintech firms with strong national ties are replaced by automated machines, widely accessible. At the transactional level, sovereign currencies are superseded by stablecoins and native cryptocurrencies. DeFi opens up a world of financial possibilities for those with access to stablecoins and cryptocurrencies, regardless of their identity, nationality, or location. The downside for now is that DeFi can be expensive for retail users. The fees for using the Ethereum blockchain, or the cost of gas as it's called, can exceed $300 per transaction, no matter if you're a so-called whale making a million-dollar investment or just trying to convert $100 of stablecoins into Ether or another cryptocurrency. The problem happens because the Ethereum blockchain can't keep up with the increased demand for block space. It's as if the success of the full line vending machine area became so overwhelming with hordes of new vending machines and customers arriving each day that it would suddenly be too small to accommodate everyone. Because the physical space can't be easily or quickly expanded without compromising its security, the alternative is to increase the cost to use a machine. DeFi also creates challenges for regulators who have trouble dealing with anything that isn't connected to a jurisdiction. Once sovereign money is exchanged for stablecoins or crypto, regulators lose much of their control over what happens next. They can still track the movements happening on the blockchain and the history of all transactions, although with no immediate access to the identities behind each digital wallet and public key. And even when regulators can identify who is making the transaction, it may be hard to establish whether they can do something, because the transaction happens in a depersonalized platform and involves entities and money from different jurisdictions. International collaboration may be easier to achieve when it comes to preventing criminal activity, like money laundering or terrorism financing. But for typical regulatory considerations like licensing or supervision, cooperation and coordination among different jurisdictions may be more difficult to attain. So should these DeFi limitations concern regulators? As long as fraudulent and criminal activities can be averted and prosecuted, regulators should let DeFi run its course. The degree of transparency and auditability afforded by the Ethereum blockchain 
and the high level of education and resources of its typical participants plays against direct regulatory intervention in DeFi. Self-regulation through smart contracts should be the first line of defense. The same ingenuity used to build the DeFi space could be devoted to spreading essential information, creating basic contractual protections, and curbing abusive behaviors. The choices made by the DeFi community will, therefore, be crucial for its future. DeFi can either grow as a reliable financial alternative for all, or crystallize into a casino for the rich. And that's our show for today. Thank you very much for listening. This episode was edited by Adrian Blust, and you can send us an email at podcast at coindesk.com. We'll be back tomorrow with another featured story. And just a reminder that Coindesk is a news source and does not provide investment advice.